Well, I'm Philly Collins. And I'm Marino Tanaglia. And we are the Philly and Marino Experience, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. That troubles are all the same You wanna go where everybody knows your name You wanna go where you can see That troubles are all the same You wanna go where everybody knows your name And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers Where everybody knows your name Especially the werewolf And we are brought to you by the Trending Topics Network And NEO Sports Insiders We are a show all about the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews. This is a preview show, part one of the J-Lit Weekend, and we will be talking about the Chandler Biggins Memorial Tag Team Tournament. But before we get into all that, please head on over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, and Podbean, WrestlingChairs.Podbean.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to us. It's all very much appreciated. Add us to all your favorite social media, especially if that social media is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers. And Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Email if you so choose a desire. Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com. We got a merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Pick yourself up a t-shirt, a tank top, whatever for this hot weather that we will be receiving over the next couple months and help support Wrestling Cheers. Now, like I said, main thing about this episode, and there will be two episodes this week, that's why this is coming out a little bit early, a little bit uh, out of the ordinary, but we have, this Saturday, we're doing a little, kind of a little bit backwards-ish, is we have the Chandler Biggins Memorial Tag Team Tournament, Saturday, May 26th, 3 o'clock bell time at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, 1355 West 70th Street, Cleveland, Ohio. Tickets, as of right now, are still available for this show and the whole weekend over at shop.aiwrestling.com. Now, have two wrestlers on to help preview this show, and it's going to be a little bit different because as of right now, we don't have any you know matchups announced for the tournament, and we have one extra match that will get talked about, but let's, let's talk about these participants really quick and... Uh, We'll get into the rest of the episode is, first off, we have the Weird World, Weird Body Evan Adams, and Worldwide Alex Kellar. Nick Iggy and Carrie Awful, the Carnies. Dan Housen and Eddie Only of the production. Big Tuan Tucker and Parker Pierce of Party Never Stops. Garrison King and Joshua Bishop, No Consequences. Jock Sampson and Mance Warner with the Duke, hashtag Duke Money. Marino Tanaglia and Philly Collins, the Philly Marino Experience. Trey Lamar and Chase Oliver also representing No Consequences. And that rounds out all the teams, all eight teams. And we also have a four-way match. A rookie match that we always seem to get for the J-Lit Weekend. We have Ryder Reed versus Zach Thomas versus Wes Barkley versus TKD. Now we'll get into much more about this in uh, the next two guests that we have on and first off we're gonna have jock sampson and then we're gonna have weird body evan Adams. so let's let's get into all that what's going on everybody this is joshua bishop and you're listening to wrestling cheers where everybody knows your name 
And we're back here on the podcast, and this is a special guest here to talk about the Chandler Biggins Memorial Tag Team Tournament. He's not only a former guest of this show, well, technically he's never been on Wrestling Cheers, but he was the very first guest and the only person to ever say he was a guest on the Ohio Indie Report before it was an official podcast. So making his long return after almost six years, it's none other than Jock Sampson. Hey, how you doing, man? It's been a good to be back. It's been a very, very long time since you've been on. Yeah, when you say six years, it doesn't really uh, put put in justice of, of really how how time does fly by. You know, my my daughter wasn't even born; now she's four. So yeah, um, it's definitely weird to, to hear six years in between the first one and now. Yeah, and it was because of your my interview with you that the Ohio Indie Report started, and that's what led into everything. And you actually did return. Actually, no, I, I keep forgetting. Why do I – we even talk, kind of talked about this beforehand. You were actually on one more time. We did a, a J-Lit preview one year, oddly enough. It might have been 2013, I want to say, but I also – it was like a year that I did two J-Lit previews, one with Aaron and Veda, and then right after I did that, I think you hit me up. I was like, oh, let's do a J-Lit preview. I'm like, I've already did one, but – Fuck it, let's do it again. <laughs> let's let's have fun with this. Yeah. So yeah, well, when, I actually remember that now. Yeah, it tells you, uh, you know, time really helps you forget sometimes. You know. So it's been so a, uh, it's easy to forget shit. It's been a, a good five years since you've been on, and you did take a while away from AIW, or maybe you know you had your your uh, sporadic appearances, which we can we can expect from many different AIW wrestlers. It's something that happens, but you're now with Duke Money, you and Mance Warner, and. Yeah. I gotta say, I, I I love this formation of a tag team, and I look forward to see what what more comes from you guys. Uh, you know, uh, that goes the same with me. Is as I'm seeing, you know, when I first uh, saw this kid, I saw him up and down the road, and you know, he, he had this crazy voice, and he he, you know, he sounded like Stone Cold Steve Austin, but with laryngitis. Yeah, and uh, I was like, what an interesting son of a bitch, <laughs> you know, and then. I kept following his stuff and I kept following the stuff. And then now I'm very lucky to have him as my tag team partner. And, uh, the old nemesis of mine, uh, the guy who I had the greatest match in the history of my career with the Duke brought us together. Yeah. He paid me all that money, pulled all that money out of the wallet. And, you know, nothing speaks, uh, louder than some dollar dollar bill y'all. <laughs> the only thing that I, I thought about this recently, cause I actually went back to listen to some old AIW podcast episodes and it was some from late last year, and they talked about how the Duke brought together – I'm trying to remember both of their names off the top of my head, but one of them being – oh, damn, why am I having a mind freeze right now? Sean Schultz. There we go. Sean Schultz and – got another guy. I can't remember it. I'm going to try to look up really quick. But they were together. Um, the original guy left, and the people are probably yelling at me of what his the other guy's name is and I know what he looks like off the top of my head old uh AIW wrestler from years back wrestled briefly yeah I'm stumped brother <laughs> it's yeah. he brought these two old fellows together but it was like slowly but surely we got closer to well he, well he he was out so they filled it in with Mance Warner so Sean Schultz Mance Warner great tag team because the crowd loved Mance Warner hated Sean Schultz so them together to me was fan was an awesome idea and it was hilarious. But then Sean Schultz sad, uh unfortunately had to retire and 
you know, you get to step in. So it's like this revolving door to get this perfect tag team. Like you two weren't even the original two, but now you're here and Duke money, you know, just starting out, you know, and I, like I said, I, I do love it. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm having a great time with the kid. Uh, um, the only, only thing I don't like about him is he drinks that light beer shit. Um, I've been trying to get him on the straight course banquet beer from Budweiser or something, not that lame ass PBR or, or Bud Light, but, uh, you know, honest to God, he's a pretty good kid. He's a real good talent. He's going to be a, a name to be uh, reckoned with here way after I'm gone. So, so very, very, very happy to happy to do this with the kid. Uh, Mike Tolar, that's who I was thinking of. I, I had to find an old oh, match okay. graphic. Yeah, yeah. Mike Tolar, Sean Schultz, and then Sean Schultz, Mance Warner, and now Mance Warner, Jock Sampson. So, it's it's interesting, and I maybe think this, and I'm not, not sucking up to. I think this might be the best combination. Like I did love the whole fact of. Like I said, Mance Warner, everybody loved, but Sean Schultz, everybody hated. Now, you you kind of add in some of the same dynamic, but people don't hate you, but everybody hates the Duke. Well, you know, I don't, uh, you know, it wasn't long ago that when me and Duke were beating the absolute shit out of each other, the people loved it. So, I don't know what happened uh, in all these years, but, uh, you know, whatever they love or hate him doesn't really bother me a bit. I've never cared if people loved or hated me. Um very much. So the only thing that really matters is is uh the Duke keeps keeps those payments coming and we keep getting those winning purses coming and uh he says he's going to deliver us a tag team title shot in the future and hopefully we get that soon, sooner or later, and then I can have my first taste of AIW gold. So then we get, you know, the Chandler Biggins Memorial Tournament and Unfortunately, the bracket, or I should say the matchups, haven't been announced. As far as I did understand that it's going to be four matches with a, a four-way final. But I don't currently know any matchups, and I asked if they knew what the matchups were. And as of this recording, they hadn't been fully decided yet, or at least that's what I'm being told. So I have no idea who you'll be facing. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna wing it a little bit, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about select select teams here how you feel about them uh maybe some smack talk you want to you want to talk it's you know the floor is kind of all yours on it but let's start with let's start with a, a, a double threat and i mean that li- almost literally when it comes to this tournament and that's no consequences you have one team that is garrison king gary the king baller and joshua bishop and then you have the other one of trey lamar and chase oliver so this group is has two entries into the tournament and you have the potential of going up against one of them if not both of them technically if they both make it to the finals and you make it to the finals we'll see how it goes but like how do you feel about both of these teams or technically they're the same team but you know what i mean they're just all aligned with each other um i tell you um i like i like their style i like what they do in the ring they're talented kids they're young and i'm gonna tell you this whole tournament bunch of young kids yeah. You know, who, who are eager, who are willing, who, who will, will do whatever they want to do, what they'll do, whatever they're willing to do to sacrifice to uh, take that next step in this business. I mean, and you got to love that about them, but they're young. And I think what am I, me and the Duke are the two oldest people in this tournament, I think. So we've got all this experience. I got him on the outside and I'm on the inside. Um, you know, it'll be a tough match. They'll fly and they'll fly. And I'm just going to tell you, I ain't going to do shit. I'm going to grab a headlock. Fans want to see good wrestling? Nah, wrong guy for that. You're not going to get that from me, baby. Headlock takeover. They can fly all day long. I think it's potential in this... basically our strategy. I think think it's potential in this matchup, whether it be Gary the King Baller and Joshua Bishop or Trey Lamar and Chase Oliver, is we could very well see a dab-off between you and one of these members. Gary the King Baller, I could see him doing it, and I could see 
probably Trey Lamar doing it too. How stupid is it that a 38-year-old man from <laughs> Appalachia part of Ohio is the one who started doing a dab as a wrestling move, doing a cartwheel, and then dropping out? How, how, how am I the first guy to do this? I have no idea. You know, like what in the hell? I just, someone took me to bar the other night and said, hey, Jock, I want to teach you some dance move. They taught me this damn thing called the floss. So I might throw that in there. All right. Keep them kind you know, of, the keep, keep them on their toes. Yeah, like kids, these kids out there get me that, you know, they know I like to drink and they know I like to party. And next thing you know, I'm on the dance floor doing the flaws, dabbing on bitches. So I'm having a good time. So, uh, hey, if they want to bring their best dab game, come on, bring it. I think another interesting matchup could be Duke Money versus Party Never Stops, a really good transition when it comes to partying. And uh, just the, the matchup between maybe yourself and uh, Big Tuan Tucker or even, you know, Parker Pierce. And you want to talk about drinking. Like, actually, we could throw the match out the window, and it could just turn into a drinking contest between the four of you. What are they? 23-24? I remember my first beer. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know if you know this, but, but I'm sure you do. You've been around a lot of people at AIW. They all know that I'm drunk usually half the time. Yeah. I'm an AIW, and I'm really not drunk. I'm really not that drunk. I just drink beer all day long. So if they want to get in a drinking contest, you know, fine. I mean, they're going to lose that, too. You know, if they want to get into a fight, they're going to lose that, too. I mean, hell yeah. You know, Big Twan's big, big motherfucker. And the other kid, he says he likes to drink. He says he likes to party. But I, I've i never seen him in an after party. So I, there it is. I have, but it's only been one off the top of my head. But then I don't go to a lot of the after parties. So he, I don't, I don't know. That's kind of a good point with... Of all people, uh, Parker Pierce, who's kind of known for his, you know, drinking antics. He's the same guy that comes out with a beer pong, a beer pong, a beer bong before a match and tries to get fans to pour beer in it. I mean, granted, you would do the same thing. You just would drink the beer, period. I mean, you you got to play games to get drunk. You know, I've never played a drinking game. You know what, you know what my drinking games usually turn into? Bar fights. Okay. Or pool. We play pool bars. We play darts. We play shuffleboard. We pick up chicks. I mean, that's party game. I'm playing, getting a ping pong ball and some cups. I mean, why don't you just sit around and drink? Grab each other's ass. Dumb. My favorite drinking game has always been, it's 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 pretty easy. A lot of people know it. It's called drink a beer. And what you get for winning is another beer. And then you get to play the game all over again. I win all the time then. I know. High score, right? Because I just constantly have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking one right now. <laughs> Beer, coffee, or water, buddy. It ain't nothing else. So that means since you you don't like the light beers, you probably haven't had Bud Light Orange yet. Uh, no, I'm not a girl, so no. <laughs> it's not bad. I tried it just because, hey, if you got a different type of beer, I want to try it. It's all right. Might as well, next thing, what you going to get next? Bud, Bud Light Pink? What would it taste like, though? Bud Light Hillary? <laughs> oh. Hillary Clinton Light? So, so, ooh, so what you're saying is... God, this is going to turn off listeners, whatever. But you know, a Bud Light is the Hillary Clinton of beers. Yeah, it's either that or that nasty-ass PBR. I've never understood PBR. And I know a lot of like fans PBR. love it. I'd rather drink any other, almost any other beer, but... I mean, if it was free, yeah, I'd probably drink it, sure. Yeah. Free beer, free beer. But, but uh, you know, and then listeners don't like, you know, I mean, you know, I am a hillbilly. Don't be surprised when my politics don't agree with yours. It's true. I got, I'm sitting outside. When I get off this phone call, I'm going to go turn Fox News on. Are you wearing your Make America Great Again hat? No, actually, no, I'm not even wearing a hat right now, but I can see the uh, bumper sticker on my on my truck. Okay. But even if you didn't vote for Donald Trump and you live down here, you got to have that for safety. 
Oh, that's that's you pro- know, it, I don't want to get beat up for for not voting for Trump, right? It, it's like going up to uh, Liberal City and uh, having a different opinion than anybody. You just get beat up for no reason, just for disagreeing. I mean, it's just part of the, you know the profiling. You got to make sure you got the right people in. Hey, you know, buddy. Speaking of liberal, let's talk about the weird world. Who, depending on how I pref- preference this episode, we are going to have Weird Body on next. So he'll get to say his piece. But another great match, if we end up getting this matchup, Duke Money versus Weird World. Which, I mean, technically we got a little bit at the last show, but like a one-on-one. You talk about a just opposite personalities, opposite styles. This This is what you get with, I mean, if you want... It's old kind of hack, but you know, the whole, you want Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump. I mean, this is what we got. Weird World versus Duke money. Well, I mean, it's the battle that everybody wants to see. Um, and I'm sure a majority of people up in Cleveland, uh, you know, don't agree with me on this. But, uh, you know, they're good. They're a good team. Good young team. Yeah. And usually a lot of young kids usually think that way politically. And, you know, even if, you know, it doesn't make any sense. That's fine, you know, which a lot of uh, liberals, they don't really make a lot of sense, but they're good kids. Um, you know, I know I'm right about all the facts that I have. Um, and the facts are this. If we get in the ring with those two, we're going to beat them so bad that it's going to recreate Donald Trump winning the election. Oh, so. And you're going to have to call MSNBC, CNN. You're going to have the, the, the chicks from Whoopi Goldberg's going to be crying. You know, all these flaming libbers, liberals, they're going to be crying and, you know, mad that the big old mean conservatives uh, punched them in the face and so on and so forth. So so what you're saying, if if we get this matchup and Duke Money wins, there's going to be rioting in the streets. Fans are yeah. going to need safe places to cry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, people, if they got kids, they're going to have to ask their kid permission before they change their diaper. Um, we can go on all day about this. <laughs> I mean, good grief. It's not like we, not like my, my party ended a 60-year war, but, you know, that's none of my business. <laughs> what about the Philly Marino experience? What, how do you feel about them? They're, they're a bit out there. <clears throat> like, it's another kind of like maybe almost a culture clash, but I feel like the, you know, the Philly Marino experience, that's, you know, those are two dudes out for a good time, out for fun and granted, they're out to win, but I, I don't know. a little known fact about Jock Sampson. Okay. I love Phil Collins. Just absolutely love the music of Phil Collins. So they come out to the studio. That's a great song, great number. And uh, they're good kids. They like to fly. They like to raise hell. You know, I've been out to the bar with them several times. Um, good kids, but can they fight? I've never seen them in a fight. And we don't have wrestling matches. Have you ever seen me exchange holds with anybody? No. Never have. You've seen me dive out the ropes, you know, onto someone to get them. You saw me do that, but I've never seen those two in a fight. That's all I know how to do is fight. Hell, when I get off the phone with you right now, I'm going to go in the bedroom. I'm going to tuck my daughter into bed. I'm going to kiss my wife on the forehead. Then I'm going to drive down the street and kick someone's ass at the rendezvous bar and grill in Parkersburg, West Virginia. So, you know... Just so we don't have any bad feelings, I hope we don't. The matchup doesn't come up because I don't, you know, I don't want to be punching people I like. There, I think there's only two other teams left. I think this other team, I feel like you guys are kind of gunning for. There was some bad blood recently, but the production. You guys don't like, uh, I know, a recent result between the production. And if that ends up being a matchup, I know you guys want vengeance. Well, 
Everybody there saw that we had the upper hand. They saw that we were going to win the match. And then I get hit with a hook with like a little eye bar yeah. from the production. What are, what are they supposed to be? What are they, the cast of Glee? I, I mean, I don't get it. I mean, the two that are in the, the tournament. Guy, what is he, what, what is, what's the one with the face paint? What is Dan Howell? What is he, a juggalo? What does he got, Fago <laughs> in his bag? Um, you know, what is Eddie Only? What is, he, what is he, like an amateur tattoo artist? I don't get it. I don't understand why my, my old my old tag partner Magnum hangs out with him. I don't get it. Just don't get it, boy. Derek Direction used to be a nice guy. But now he's in there with them Hollywood types and you know how them Hollywood types are. Yeah. Don't forget Frankie Flynn. Oh yeah. Franklin. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I wanted to watch Shakespeare at a wrestling show, I'd go watch Shakespeare. But I just show up to kick people's ass. So I don't know what it is. You bring Eddie. Eddie only, you come on, boy. Come on. You bring the juggalo, bring the Fago. Because I'm going to tell you, just like my Uncle Tracy Smothers, we hate juggalos. We absolutely despise them. This whoop-whoop stuff, whoop-whoop shit. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid. Bunch of grown men dressed like clowns. If I want to see clowns, I'd go to the damn circus. You want clowns? Hell, I've wrestled six joints of clowns. Oh, that's about as clowny as it gets, boy. Yeah, that's definitely the clowniest. I mean, they're good wrestlers. They are good wrestlers. Very good. Mm. You know, uh, they can pretty much write their own ticket for whatever they want. Fantastic. But I just don't get it. You know, I watch TV shows like Blue Bloods, uh, Fox News, good good TV, you know. Not this fake stuff, this fake news, this fake television, you know. I like that new Kirk Cameron movie that came out. Very good movie. Do you like InfoWars? Oh, he's the best. <laughs> The absolute best. My man, Alex Jones, the best. Man, he's got passion. And besides, hell, if 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 if, if you watch InfoWars, is great. But if you watch Fox News for anything, how smoking hot are the chicks on that show, on that TV station? Yeah, they are. Like, you can get lost. Beautiful women. Beautiful women all over the place. Then you turn CNN on and some, like, Bernie Sanders lookalike. So, yeah, that's, that's you know, a little bit off the topic, but uh, felt like it needed to be said. Speaking of jugglers, we have the last team that we haven't discussed. That's the Carnies. You want to talk about Juggalo, who are from the Carnival? <sighs> we have the Carnies. And, yeah, it, it, it gets no Carny than this. Yeah. You know, Nick can, A. Hey, they think they're Carnies. Can they speak Carny? Maybe. Can they speak Carny? Hey, Nick. Fizuk is who? How about that? Yeah. I, I, th- I think I understand what that is. I'm not, mm-hmm. a, I'm not a Carny, but... Um, Fizuk, busy, Fizuk, Fizuk. Izu, tell them to get back to me on that. We'll see how big of a carny they are. Sick of this shit. So, uh, next thing, what are they going to do? Go out there and do a bunch of backflips? It's potential. Maybe through a flaming hoop. Jesus Christ. If if you had a chance to pick your opponents for this show, for round one, obviously, when you get to the second round, the finals, it's, you know, four-way. Who who would you choose? Who What's the one matchup you would want the most? Out of, uh, just to review them all, we have Weird World, The Carnies, The Production, Party Never Stops, Philly Marino Experience, and two versions of No Consequences. I want you to go ahead and give me The Carnies, because listen, I'm the true Carney. Mance Warner's a true Carney. We work for the Duke. He's our boss. He pays our wages. I bet you assholes have never, ever, ever stood in line and took tickets to get on the Gravitron. Call yourself Carnies. That's fine. Bring all that skill that I know you have. Bring it. Because if we get in the ring, we're going to beat your ass like someone that skipped line to get on the Gravitron. We're going to beat it so bad. We're going to send you back to Tennessee. And the last thing we we need to mention is this being the Chandler Biggins Memorial Tag Team Tournament. How does it feel to you know be a part of the first 
Chandler Biggin, Biggin's Memorial Tag Team Tournament. And, you know, what did Chandler well, Biggins mean to you? Well, um, what do you say in a short period of time about somebody who had a big, you know, influence on uh, your wrestling career? I mean, oh, and for one, the weekend in general, like this whole weekend, um, we're celebrating the lives of two men that's meant so much to Cleveland, you know, and actually two guys that have been very influential on uh, making Jock Sampson somewhat, you know, a recognizable name. Um JT Lightning. I mean, you know, I know everyone knows how I feel about that man. But Biggins, uh, you know, and this goes right along with uh, with with John Thorne. Um, they took a guy who uh, is not a real flashy guy, and they put me in a company where you know I don't know if I I I, I blended very well because of my style because I'm a very southern style. And they you know put me in a, a storyline with the Duke, and it took off. You know. And we stole the show at an absolution because of them actually believing in me and uh, believing that I could actually be a value to a company such as uh, AIW. But, I mean, you know, I really don't think I have many words. You know, I, I could be here all day long talking about Biggins. You know, I know every time I saw the man, he always had a hug for me. And he always had some, like, smart-ass little quip at me. And then and then me and him would sit around and we would talk, like, old wrestling, like old Smoky Mountain wrestling. Um, you know, old WCW, old WWF. Like the old, old wrestlers who, that me and him, that, that was where we connected. Because, you know, we really, really enjoyed talking about the, the old times stuff. Um, and I still remember I still remember him giving me shit. Um, when I wrestled the honky tonk man, and they just kept kept pestering me, kept coming up and giving it to me, telling me honky tonk man's gonna beat your ass tonight. And I knew he was joking, but he's like honky's gonna stretch you tonight. <laughs> Little stuff like that. It just it was a constant thing that throughout the evening, you know, I'm gonna, I, you know, it's just uh, what a what a good guy. Um, I know the people in Cleveland are gonna miss him, you know, just like I do. Um, yeah, he meant a lot to me. I'm very thankful for him. You know, um, I remember he actually, he was the one that called me and, and told me I was going to be uh, wrestling Buff Bagwell to J-Lid. And, you know, everyone knows the promo that I cut, you know, about, you know, and he was the one feeding me all this stuff. And he was, he was the one that fed me the line, uh, you need to be eating a, you know, you see Buff Bagwell on, on, you know, on Showtime eating a fat woman's pussy. He's insistent that I put that in there. And I didn't know if I wanted to say that. And then I put it in there and it turned out to be pretty good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, um, it's just a lot of memories, you know, that I got with the guy. He's always talking about my, like, my, my abs and saying, like, I, how I got, like, the hardest gut he's ever seen, you know. And I'd always joke and say, it's probably not healthy, but it, I can't do nothing about it. <laughs> no, no, just little stuff. But uh, we could be here all day. But the man made a, meant a great deal to me. I'm thankful uh, for the time that he had on this earth because he really was a big influence, just along with JT, you know, on the wrestling scene. He was a guy that I could talk with with stuff that wasn't wrestling. So, yeah, absolutely. Blessed, blessed to have known him. All right, let's uh, wrap this part of the conversation with you up and any final thoughts or last-minute uh, plugs and social media that you want to get out there for the fans. Well, I, I would tell the AIW fans, thank you for one, um, for being some of the coolest, coolest assholes that I have ever met and, and ever spoke to in my life. I'm not a more respectful fan base um, than I've ever been around than in there in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, and I would, you know, implore all the wrestling fans, you know, in Cleveland, um, from all over Ohio to uh, get to Cleveland this week, uh, not this weekend, but uh, 
I believe it's the 25th and 26th, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah, I got to look at my book. But I would implore all the fans to get to Cleveland, Ohio on the 25th and 26th. Get some tickets to see some of the absolute best wrestling that you're ever going to see. You're going to be entertained. You're going to have fun. You're going to probably get, you're probably, if, if you come out with me, you're going to get drunk. You come find me at a bar, you know, come out and drink with me. But uh, it's going to be a great weekend. We celebrate the lives of two men who were Cleveland wrestling. God bless you, JT. God bless you, Biggins. Will there be a breakfast at Bob Evans? Well, you know, considering that is a, a southeastern Ohio thing, I am a big proponent of biscuits and gravy, boy. It's the best thing they've ever had there is biscuits and gravy. It's the only thing I've ever ate at Bob Evans in my entire life is good old biscuits and gravy. <laughs> so there might be. It depends on where I'm staying at, you know, and I'm probably going to get pretty torn up. <laughs> all right. You know, and I'm probably looking for a hotel room for some of the uh, fans up here. If they're going to stay all three days, I, you know, I trust me. I'll leave your wife alone if you let me sleep on your floor. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Jack. Hey, man. Thank you. Hey, this is the handicapped hero, Gregory Iron, and you're listening to the podcast where everybody knows your name. I'm not a good singer, but I tried. Wrestling cheers. We're back, second half of the podcast, and you kind of go a night and day type difference. We first have Jock Samson. So what's the opposite of Jock Samson? Well, it's none other than one half of Weird World. We have Weird Body, Evan Adams. How's it going, Weird Body? Uh, it's going well, Justin. How's it going over there? It's it's going good. And this, you know, we got this weekend, we have the whole Jayla weekend. It's is what I, I happened to mention to someone else recently is this is kind of like the WrestleMania weekend of uh, AIW. And it's, you know, I mean, obviously, it's not the biggest night of the year or nights of the year, but. I think with the whole, all the fans coming in, like some out of, out a little bit out of the area and just having the two day event, three shows, it, it's kind of just that little taste of WrestleMania weekend in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, uh, for sure. It's definitely, uh, the only, the, if, you're, if you're, I think if you're from the West Coast or just an area where it's inaccessible to get to Cleveland on a regular basis, I think this is the time of the year that you come out and you make a trip. Um, and, and see what AIW has to offer. It's usually the three shows, um, the two after parties, and then, uh, uh, you know, uh, usually Colt will, uh, host an Art of Wrestling podcast taping. I'm not sure if he's doing it this year. Um, you he, know, especially he, with the change in format, but it's, it's something to watch, you know, um, it's, it's more than just the wrestling. It's more than a night of wrestling. It's a weekend of, of, uh, uh, bathing in the community, maybe, uh, is, is, a, is a way to put it. Yeah, I think with the, the format change for Cole, I don't think there's going to be a live art of wrestling. He might have, you know, moments from, you know, the weekend on, on his show that he'll, he'll record, but I think that'll pretty much be it. And the other thing is, too, is Saturday there, and I'm going to probably mention it a lot on this episode as well as the Jalen episode, the fact that there will be tailgating before day two, before the Chandler Biggins Memorial Tournament. Uh, so that, like, I think that's supposed to start at around noon. I don't know if it's starting at noon or food should be ready at noon. I'm not sure how that is. And with it being a Saturday, we're going to have open reign of when we can want to show up. So I know there's a seminar at 10. 
for, you know, obviously for wrestlers, but I figure, you know, in between 10 and noon is going to be a perfect time for fans to show up and start tailgating, if not, and just kind of like hanging out. And it is kind of like what you said of, you know, bathing in the community, just basking in all everything that that is. And I know, I think last year was just so crazy because we had everything that we had on top of, there was the, you know, the movie uh, shooting, if you wanted to be a part of that, which I was crazy enough to do so like i went to the after party day one um went back to a hotel room got like uh, two three hours of sleep if that woke up grabbed a hotel breakfast and then headed on you know to the venue to be a part of the shooting and i was just up so so long i think that was definitely one of those nights that when i went home and went to bed it felt so good because and relaxing yeah, yeah, that's Sunday or, or maybe, yeah, that's Sunday when you really just uh, uh, sleep is is great. I usually don't wake up until uh, three or four in the afternoon and, and it's really, I, my body needs all that rest after after the crazy weekend. And I know like after AEW shows, at least for me, I'll always get that kind of like wrestling hangover where like the next day I might not have drank anything. And I still kind of just, I feel run down and all this stuff. And definitely after jail at weekend, that Sunday, it's, it's so much worse because you just had two days of the same thing. And, I, and always the second day is amped up a little more like technically Friday, which is a normal show is a, like a pregame of day two, which is going to be twice as crazy. Yeah. And with what Friday isn't even, I wouldn't even call it a normal show because it's 12 single matches, you know? Um, and that's, uh, normally an AIW card runs anywhere from eight to ten matches, so that's that's an extra two matches, and the format is the same throughout. So it really is is it even if you can only get to a night one, it's still a spectacle in itself. I remember, um, but the only AIW show I attended before signing up was um, Jaylet, I believe twenty four. Uh, well, no, I had him in twenty thirteen um, night one, um, and that was just a show in itself um, because. Uh, uh, just from the wild, very, like the wild matchups, um, and just different um, combinations of single wrestlers that you can uh, uh, put against each other and, and really just have them make the show their own. Um, and then on top of that, the next day you have two full shows. One this year is the uh, uh, a tag tournament, um, so that's. Uh, uh, you know, uh, more shows, and then we have the Fatal 4-Way, or I'm sorry, more matches, um, and then night two, uh, where we uh, finish it up and then add uh, even more matches on top of that, so uh, uh, that's, I, you're looking at at least 30 matches over the course of a weekend, and that's that's a lot of wrestling, even for wrestling fans, you know? Mm -hmm. So, getting into the Chandler Biggins Memorial Tag Team Tournament, you are one of the teams involved in this this tournament and unfortunately like i'd mentioned on the first half we don't have an official bracket uh, no no bracket no matchups as of this recording i wouldn't be surprised if in between this recording and when it, this gets released there might be an official matchups announced but unfortunately we don't have that privilege but we can have some fun with this and the fact of it's not a very big field i mean we have eight teams so take out your team uh weird world there's only seven options of opponents that you have and we could talk about every single one of them and let's start with probably the one team that you guys have the most history with 
as a whole, but you're only getting the potential of facing just two of the members, and that's the production, which the production has been a pretty dominant team as a whole coming into AIW, and now they have a chance to take it to the next level and win this tournament. So, so with this tandem of the production, I'm actually very um, uh, upset, disappointed. Um, um, just uh, uh, with uh, I, I, my problem with Frankie Flynn and Frankie Flynn foremost. Um, I I uh, 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 respect all members of the production as competitors, and I think that as as um, singles or maybe even in in tag uh, competition, they can shine, but they don't have to have Frankie Flynn. Um, um, guiding them and forcing them to do evil pass. So seeing um, uh, Eddie Only and uh, Donovan Downhausen be the tag team representing the production uh, in this tournament, uh, it, it's pretty upsetting because I don't have any personal beef with either. I'd like them to uh, uh, realize the error of their ways, um, but really, uh, they're just sending the the, the uh, C squad of 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 the production, um, and and uh, we if we face them first round, they're going to get dispatched, and they're going to just uh, we'll prove how deep uh, the production's ranks really are. So basically, what you're saying is calling them the C squad. This is the understudies of the understudies of the production. Yeah, I mean, these guys, these are, uh, I, I, I mean, to me, they're the people who uh, 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 stand outside of, of film premieres and ask how to get in the business, you know. And Frankie Flynn uh, was an extra maybe at, at some premiere, and he, allowed, he showed him uh, uh, his way. Uh, uh, which is an evil way. It's not the way you make it to Hollywood. It's not the way you become a superstar, Frankie Flynn. Uh, cut it out. So th- it will be interesting to see how the production does, because like I said, with not only uh, th- their history with you guys, but just in general. And also, I mean, we don't know if there will be anybody with them, because there is one member of the production that is not scheduled for a, a match in the entire weekend as of right now, and that's Derek Director. We have two members in the JLA tournament itself, Magnum CK and Frankie Flynn, and then we have the other two here in this match. That leaves Derek as, well, probably the, I'm guessing the director of the night or the nights or the weekend where he's going to be that wild card factor outside of the ring. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I definitely thought about that. I've definitely, uh, 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 told her a lot about that. We've we've been preparing with that in mind. Um, but for Derek Director, uh, he's really only got to film. Uh, uh, I mean, I think three scenes over the weekend. First, when Frankie Flynn loses in the first round. Uh, second, when Magnum loses in the first round. And third, when the production team loses in the first round. Uh, that's the only time you're going to see Derek Director that weekend. Um, he's gonna he's gonna try and interject himself into the matchups, but he's gonna fail. Um, and that's a guarantee. That's a weird world guarantee. That's I don't know. Magnum beating. I mean, losing to Swaggle. Like, okay, I can understand Filthy he's Tom Lawler. He's a tag champion. What are you saying here? Are you saying that Magnum CK is better than an AIW tag team champion? Because I don't buy that. I personally do not buy that. Um, that's a hard sell for me. And I, I respect Magnum. I think I think he's a hell of a worker, but better than Hornswoggle? I mean, the man, he just had a triumphant return to, to the WWE um, you know, could have, could have, we could have won the thing, but you know, he still competed, uh, uh, at the top echelon of 
professional wrestling. So I think Swaggle's got this in the bag, barring Derek Direction uh, pulling any shenanigans. I don't know. I I, I kind of think that you can have Magnum CK beat Swaggle, and that would pretty much give the production a shot, an open shot at the tag team championships. Because they, 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 I mean, they I beat think, PB. Listen, uh, uh, if they're in the jail to prove that they're the best singles competitors. Um, if they want to prove they're the best tag uh, competitors, Frankie Flynn and Magnum CK should have joined the Chandler Biggins Cup. Um, instead, they're sending uh, Donovan Donhausen and Eddie Only, and we're going to eat their lunch straight up. <laughs> Uh, you know, there's another team, and maybe a little bit unfair that they have two opportunities to win the Chandler Biggins Memorial Tag Team Tournament, and that's no consequences. You have, I don't know what you call it, which one is Team A and Team B, but, you know, the first one, we have Gary the King Baller and Joshua Bishop, and then we have the second team of Chase Oliver and Trey Lamar. This is another team that I, I believe you guys are pretty familiar with. Yeah, no consequences. Uh, we've had our run-ins. Uh, I, I've, I've personally seen uh, each member uh, just come up through the AIW school. And, um, uh, I mean, I like them. I like no consequences. I don't like uh, uh, just their attitude, their general, their, their name, really. No consequences. No, that's not how you live life. Um, there are consequences for everything you do, positive or negative, and you have to, to live that way. Um uh, I mean, they've been living no consequences for a year, and I like they really haven't gotten anywhere. I mean, at this point, uh, you know, Gary the King um, um, should be in contention for at least the intense uh, title. Um, they, sh- I don't remember them having a tag title shot of of any sort. And I understand that they're still young, and I understand um, uh, uh, that you know they still have a lot of growing to do. But the, with the um, impact and the ferocity of their debut or or formation rather mm. um i just i, I expected more out of them and, and maybe they're going to show up uh this weekend and may, maybe they will maybe they will this is going to be their coming out party but uh, um with gary and josh um that's the team that i think would win uh personally uh gary he has that leadership skill um, he saved his boy Josh Bishop uh, from a beatdown from Josh Prohibition. Um, but again, that throws in the element: Is Josh Prohibition going to be watching? Um, are Colin Cheech going to be watching? Um, you know, uh, w- like, uh, 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 will they have a play uh, uh, or a part in their tournament action? Um, and that's that's a possibility. Um, when it comes to Chase and Trey, um, I just think. I just think they're a little too young and hot-headed um, to really win a tournament. Um, I think they have um, the skills to pull it off, but I don't think they can control uh, skills. Um, I mean, you, Trey um, re-kicked MM3 out. I mean, I'm not sure if that was a group decision and Trey was the guy they chose or if that was Trey of his own free will kicking MM3 out. But it, Trey, he doesn't really play that well with others. Um, Chase... Um, has had a few injuries, um, so I'm not I'm not sure if they can really put everything together and pull it off. So probably what you could say is Trey Lamar and Chase Oliver. This is a combustible team. 
Yeah, yeah, I would say that. Um, I'm not saying they they even dislike each other. I'm just saying that if something doesn't go one way or the other, there could be a potential uh, uh, um, explosion from that. Um, just just from what I've seen from both men, you know. Yeah, I think with I think Trey Lamar. I don't think everybody's ever said it, but he might be the loose cannon of the group, maybe especially with what he did to MM3, which I think with MM3, he was an official member. He was like just a, a fill-in for like he just came in for those particular matchups because they needed someone and they they I guess they paid him to to fill in for that spot. But you know when yeah, through the mercenary, I can I can see that for sure. I mean the king of the streets, like, and, and see that, 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 see, that's questionable to me because, uh, if he's the king of the streets, you know, where are the connections? How is he related to Flexer? How is he related to Thorn? How is he related to Lotsworth? Where, where is he oiling up, uh, 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 you know, the gears to get to no consequences teams in the tournament? Um, that's my question. A Flexer reference. That's classic. Hey, man. I, I mean, as far as I know, you know, that's my boss. So he, he writes the check. That's I mean, I'm, I'm the same way, but I uh, I happened to run into him recently. And I'm just like, when are we going to see you back, man? He's like, ah, I've just been pretty busy lately. Got other people doing much work. Yeah, I'm like, hey, still great. <laughs> still great to see you. Yeah. When you own a wrestling company, you know, that's not really your only uh, uh, interest. You know, you got other other conglomerates and and uh, businesses to deal with that that you know AIW is a passion project for Chess Flexer um, yeah. but you know sometimes sometimes you've got to focus on making that bread and then like we, we we mentioned Trey Lamar and as of this recording just yesterday he did happen to send a nice tweet that he tagged wrestling cheers in he said by this time next week we'll be winning the first ever Chandler Biggins Memorial Tag Tournament so. Right, he's out there already yeah, on social media calling the shots, saying we're you know we're winning. Yeah, um, again, that's just some hot headedness. That's some uh, uh, cockiness. That's some youthful, youthful arrogance. And I mean, you know, if if we get put together, I will be more than happy to knock some sense into young Trey Lamar. I love him. Uh, he's he's a good brother at times, but he definitely uh, just needs some sense knocked into him sometimes. Is it potential that we will see the return of the ain't nothing but a gangster party version of Weird World because that was uh, a, f- a fan favorite, at least of the night, and that was like another side we had never really seen from you guys? Well, I I, I don't think you're going to get that uh, uh, extreme uh, of a of of a Weird World. Um, during the tournament, but we definitely wanted, uh, the, the Ain't Nothing But a Gangster, uh, party, uh, uh, 420 show, um, to be a sort of wake up call, um, um, to borrow a phrase from a fellow competitor. Uh, I think that, uh, uh, people have been sleeping on the, uh, Weird World, and we just wanted them to stay woke. You know what I mean? Uh, we wanted them to wake up to the Weird World, see what we, uh, truly had to offer. Um, and then, uh, uh, just kind of let the other tag teams know that, uh, you know, at the Biggins Cup, we ain't fucking around. You know, uh, we are here to play. We're here to win. We are here to, uh, uh, be the first ever Chandler, uh, Biggins Memorial Cup tag team tournament winners. Kind of going on the flip side of that, of someone or a team that is, you know, kind of all about a good time. 
So we have the Philly Marino experience, Marino Tanaglia, Philly Collins. Uh, you know, they've made a name for themselves over the last year or so in AIW. I think maybe close to like two years, but I feel like the past year they've really hit their stride. I think it was within the last year or two they had the first Mount Carmel show and, you know, they're going to come in to the tournament for a, hopefully a good time for them and, you know, hopefully they think they could win. I love PME. Uh, PME is uh, my favorite tag team that is not named The Weird World. Uh, I'll be honest. Um, and at 420, um, basically, you know, we went out there to prove a point, um, and PME uh, was in our way. Um, and we just used that shopping cart to kind of run them over because they were in our way. Um, and nothing against them. You know, they've been our tag team partners. They've had our backs. We've had their backs. Um, but when it comes to the Chandler Biggest Memorial Cup, it's every team for themselves. So uh, they can come having a good time. Uh, we we still want to have a good time, but um, we've 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 been down that route. We've that's been the weird world mo for a long time. Um, but I think at you know nothing but a gangster party, um, uh, we had we need to find a balance between having a good time and being serious ass kickers. Um, and uh, and we're going to. Try and find that balance, uh, uh, um, Chandler, uh, you know, Biggins Cup. Um, and if we face the PME, we'll just, you know, if they're in our way again, we'll run them over again. And, you know, um, no offense to uh, Philly, no offense to Marino, they're our boys, but that's just the way the game goes. Um, and, you know, best of luck. If we see you in the finals, we see you in the finals. But again, if you are in our way, we're going to run you over. End of, end of, end of uh, story. So basically, what we have with the weird world and Philly Marino experiences. It's, it's kind of a good friend and, but a potentially better rivals coming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not to mention, uh, I believe we were their first actual, uh, uh, tag match in AIW, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I know Philly had a singles, co- uh, match against Frankie Flynn before, but I believe PME versus weird world, uh, was, uh, PME's first tag match. Um, and I mean, that was, you know, that was as fun as a wrestling match can be. Um, and, uh, they've been, they've been, anytime we're across the ring from them, uh, you know, we know there's going to be a good time. Uh, so, uh, we actually, we love to face them, but, uh, I think, I think in this, uh, context of trying to win the Biggins Cup, uh, I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather just pummel enemies, to be honest, but, you know, if if that's the way the cookie crumbles and we do have to face PME, you know, it's they're going to be in uh, uh, for a rough time as well as a good time, probably, um, because getting beat up is fun, and every wrestler knows that. When it comes to beating up people, there might be a tag team that's no better and also a nice little opposite of the PME is Duke Money. We have Jock Sampson... Uh, Mance Warner with the Duke, and uh, Duke is no stranger to I know, uh, Weird World, and uh, you know this tag team is—they're looking for their own good time. Yeah, they're looking to either have a light beer or a full Budweiser, but they're definitely a team looking to kick some ass too. Yeah, Duke Money. Um, this is how I feel. Uh, I, Jock Sampson and uh, Mance Warner are two um, great talents. You know, I can't deny their skill in the ring. Um, you know, Jack Sampson's finisher is a hip toss that takes. You know, in 2018, that's the fucking. If you can put someone away with a, a, a hip toss, you're talented, straight up. Um, 
but but the Duke, the Duke is a parasite. The Duke is is someone who has been just 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 leeching any and all uh, uh, popularity from AIW that he can, just kind of inserting himself um, because he has money and because he can buy his way in. Um, uh, and, and, and to me, that's that's disgusting. Uh, I'm someone who, uh, uh, once I realized I wanted to be a wrestler, I knew that I had to join a school and and, and take bumps and and just and just earn, earn my keep. And and I don't know. I know that the Duke has done that uh, a long time ago. Uh, I think. Um, I, I I mean, I heard that he tried out uh, uh, with Ric Flair and Iron Sheik in the Vern Gagne school. I can't. Uh, uh, verify that, but I know that the Duke trained a long time ago, but at this point, he's just a dinosaur. He just needs to get out of the business, and I hope that at the Chandler Biggins Cup, um, um, you know, uh, A, Duke Mundy loses first round because of Duke interference, and Mance and Jock can free the chains that are the Duke, uh, off themselves, um, and that too, the Duke finally realized that nobody likes him, and he can just go retire. Um, those that would be nice. That would be ideal for Chandler being tough. Uh, I pretty much believe Jock said that, you know, he likes money. So as long as the money keeps flowing in, you know, he, he's definitely going to be a part of this tag team. Well, I mean, I think, you know, I'm not one for economic sabotage all the time. But I think this is one of the circumstances in which, um, yeah, we just need to uh, find Duke's money and um, just invest it in bad stocks or something. You know, just ruin ruins the Duke's finances. I think that should be an AIW um, mission, to be honest. Um, but that's just my personal feelings on the matter. So basically, you have Duke money going bankrupt in the Chandler Bacon's Memorial Tag Team Tournament. Yep. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll talk to the people who run, uh, uh, you know, Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch, I believe. Um, and, and we'll see, we'll see how much stocks are. We'll see if we could get Mance in on the company. You know, he can make his own money. That's what I want Mance to see. I want Mance to be a, 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 a self-made man. Jock can be a self-made man. You know, I'm sure, uh, there are, you know, fucking, uh, big 10-gallon hat companies that need investments, investors. Um, and you know what? I think they can get rid of the Duke by, um, really just making their own money, you know? They don't need Duke money. They need Jock money. They need Mance money. That's what I'm saying here. Yeah, but I think, uh, Jock money and, uh, Mance Warner money is beer money, and that's sadly already taken <laughs> when it comes down to between those two competitors. Uh, hey, uh, those are, uh, you know, uh, as true as that may be, they can uh, they can be light beer money. You know, I, I don't think that's taken. The only problem is Jock doesn't like light beer. <laughs> hey, hey uh, I mean, light. Uh, you know, they they can make it work. You know, they can make it work. <laughs> I'm saying they just need, uh, you know, not a literal man's money, not a literal Jock money, but they just need to be self made men, um, like the weird world. And then when, when it comes to drinking, some would say the party never stops. When it comes to Big Twan Tucker and Parker Pierce, and you know, this is a Obviously, a newer team in AIW, and I do believe they hold a victory over the Weird World that got them. A, <laughs> they do. That got uh, them a uh, title do. shot. Uh, so when it comes to uh, the parties ever stops, they're 
personally, the team I would like to uh, uh, face uh, first round uh, because of that victory. Um, at death row, uh, Party Parker Pierce surprised me with, I believe he called it the uh, flip cup, um, and uh, pinned me one through three on the mat, uh, got me uh, 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 fair and square in the ring. Um, and, and I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, uh, probably, probably too much. Um, because I've seen Party Parker, uh, Pierce and Big Twan Tucker come up. I've seen them train. I've seen, you know, they're, they're greenhorns to me. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of, of using, you know, vet sling like that, but you know, to me, I've seen them come up. I, I was there, you know, for the first day. Uh, uh, I've, you know, they're rookies to me and to see them beat me, it, it, it's this weird sense of, of pride and also anger, uh, because I know, uh, uh, you know, I know more tricks than them. I, I can, uh, beat them one on one. Uh, but they do have that fierce, raw, um, kind of ferocity, um, that, uh, power, uh, that just it overwhelmed me in the moment. Um, and, and I mean, they earned a tag title shot out of, uh, from being us. Um, if that says anything to anyone. Um, but so, yeah, they, they, and I've watched that match countless times, honestly, seeing where I could improve, where I could uh, get the one up on them. Um, um, so, you know, if, if, if not this weekend, eventually I do want to face the party never stops and I want to even the score. Um, um, because that loss, that loss has ate up too much of my personal time and I, 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 I just, I need the safety, the, the, um, the soundness of mind, to be honest. Yeah, maybe I think Nate could possibly with that is they were maybe it was a beginner's luck that caused them to beat you. Maybe not necessarily yeah. skill, but I mean, I mean they didn't become tag team champions, so there's that the one is we're true. At. Uh, but again, they were facing a WWE uh, uh, type town in Swaggle, um, who had a win over the Weird World as well. Um, so uh, you know, I can see I can see why they lost. Um, beginner's luck is. It's a theory. Um, I don't. I think it plays a small part, but I don't think it's the main reason. Just because that—that's kind of saying it wasn't my fault, um, and it wasn't placing the blame elsewhere. Where the weird world needs to improve. If we don't improve, and we keep blaming luck or 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 just any any superstitious, mysterious force that we can't understand. Um, we're not going to improve. Um, I think we need to understand the weird world, understand how we operate, really just understand the mechanisms, um, and, and, and just, uh, and when we do lose, admit we can do better. We can do better. We can do better. And the goal is to do better. And, and Bigs Cup, you know, if we face party, it never stops. We are going to do better. We are going to get our win back and we are going to advance or even win the, uh, uh Bigs Cup because we did better. Then there's only one tag team left and making their return to AIW in, God, I forget the last time we actually seen them, but the Carnies, Carrie Awful, Nick Iggy, and maybe it's because the first two teams announced was yourself, the Weird World, and the Carnies. It's kind of a match that I think would be really cool to see in the first round. Yeah, uh, the Carnies, uh, they are... I think the name team in the tournament, um, they, they have done the most traveling and they've been around the longest. Um, I believe, uh, the last time we saw them was the previous hardcore rap show. Um, um, 
I'm blanking on the name, uh, but uh, they faced um, Eric Ryan and Bobby Beverly, the young studs, who, who just to mention, are not in the uh, uh, Chandler Biggins Memorial Cup. I believe because at, at a gangster party, they were in our match, they saw what the weird world could do, and um, they realized that, hey, if we can't beat the weird world in a hardcore capacity, we don't really have a chance um, in a normal uh, tournament setting. Um, so I believe they opted out. Um, but... Uh, uh, the Carnies, uh, getting back to my point, uh, they've done a lot. Uh, they are, I think, the, uh, uh, main worry of the tournament. Um, and, and they, uh, uh, listen, um, to me, they're just, uh, 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 smoke and mirrors. Um, I was an actual Carney. I know what actual Carnies are like. Uh, uh, I, I can deal with actual carnies. Um, I, these carnies, um, Nikki and Carrie Offal, they never worked a spot in their life. Uh, they never tore down no rides. Um, they just, they, 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 they put on the top hat, they put on the, uh, gargoyle mask, and they, they want to, uh, 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 just play make-believe. Um, and as an actual carny, it's a little disgusting. Um, and, and they also, they also use the term carnival. Um, the carnival and the, uh, 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 I'm sorry, uh, the circus, uh, they use the term circus. Uh, and the carnival and the circus are two wildly different things. Um, the circus is more of a freak show type, uh, big top. Uh, uh, the carnival, um, is just more of a midway of tons of games. Um, and so to see that, uh, See them appropriating carny culture like that is disgusting. I, and if we uh, uh, face off in the opening round or in the finals uh, or, you know, anywhere in between, uh, we are, I'm going to uh, just really show them why what they're doing is wrong. Uh, and hopefully they can just go back uh, 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 to being normal human beings and not, and not portraying a life they never were, you know. Um, uh, they want to talk about it. I want to be about it. That's it. That's how I feel about the carnies. I, I think that's well put. Definitely well put. But I think you also hurt a lot of juggalos there with uh, telling the difference between a circus and a carnival. But that's that's off topic a little bit. Listen, I'm down with the family. I'm drinking some Fago, bro. Peach <laughs> is the best flavor. Um, but, you know, if you prefer another flavor, that's cool. Whoop, whoop. Um, I'm down with the dark carnival. Uh I was always you know, a, I was always that's, a fan of the my official opinion. I was always a fan of the Blue Moon Mist. That was because it just didn't Ooh, taste. Blue Moon Mist, that's a classic, man. Because it didn't taste much like candy anything apple. else. Oh, I think I have had candy apple. I don't know if I think I had candy oh, apple after an AIW show once. Oh man, it's that's that's candy apple and peach. I think are the two best flavors. Um, cotton candy is my least favorite because it tastes burnt, and I don't know how they accomplished that. I'm a Fago fanboy till I die, but I will talk some shit about uh, cotton candy, to be honest. I think the one that I never got was Rock and Rye. Like, Rock and Rye is great, actually. You do need to pick that up. Uh, I mean, what I, mean, I, what I mean by God you know, is, like, I've had it, but, like, I don't, I don't like, get, like, like white people. Like, I'm like, I forget, like, what it tastes like. I swear it almost just tastes like a cream soda. Yeah, it's like a weird cream soda, uh, uh, cola combination. Um, yeah, it's something else. Uh, I haven't had one in a while. Now you're making me crave one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's rock and ride its own thing. And it definitely, yeah, I can definitely see where you don't, where you can't get it. Yeah. But yeah, long live Fago, to be honest. That's my official opinion about it. Oh this whole podcast if, if there's if there's any uh, uh thing that survives a hundred years from this podcast long live fago <laughs> uh, 
And uh, we do have one other match to talk about. Didn't really get much into it with Jock, but I feel like you have a lot more expertise on this match. It is the only an announced non-tournament match, and that's the four-way match. And this is kind of what we've had when it comes to these additional matches with uh, Day 2 of Jaylet and uh, of the other show. And that is the rookie match of Ryder Reed versus Zach Thomas versus Wes Barkley versus TKD, which uh, I thought it was like, what, Taekwondo uh, Tom Bigley? If I got that name right? Tom Kwando. Tom Kwando, okay. Uh, I believe that's what we're going on now. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I believe is what it stands for. And yeah, I mean, these are, uh, uh, I believe they've all had, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say practice matches, um, um, but, you know, just kind of, uh, uh, the idea is to put them on lesser shows, uh, more of, uh, spot shows, just kind of, uh, we, we'll do, um, events for random events, um, uh, just for, uh, private, uh, maybe not private parties, but just, um, like we had a show for a, uh, hookah convention that everyone, uh, uh, got to wrestle on. So they've, they've had, a little seasoning, but this is definitely going to be the culture shock of stepping into um, an AIW ring for them all. Um, and I mean, this will probably be their thor- their third professional match in front of a crowd um, for each of them. So uh, uh, this this is a, a big a big day for 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 all four all four men. Um, let's see uh, with with. Um, Let's see, how do I want to sect them? Uh, uh, I, I think they all bring, they're all their own person. And, and I think that's what AW really does best. You're not going to really see a, um, someone you can look at and, and just, um, uh, uh, be like, this is X light or, or this is, you know, reminds me too much of another wrestler. Uh, I think you're going to just see, uh, um, unique, uh, uh, talents in this match. Um, we have uh, Tom Kwando, who I can't, I, I, I don't know the exact specifics of his background, but has a legitimate background uh, in uh, Taekwondo. Um, and and um, I mean, as you noticed with, you know, Dom Greeny or just any Shayna Baszler, anyone with any legitimate martial art backgrounds, uh, they bring something unique to the table. Um, and, and, uh, with Taekwondo, I believe Tom can, can really just prove his difference, um, in this match. Um, and, and, and really just, um, stand out from that background alone. Um, when it comes to, uh, uh, Maserati West, um, he, uh, he's just, I love him. I personally love him. Uh, uh, he's just a, a, an eccentric type, um, just kind of does his own thing, says, says what he wants to, and, um, um, just, he, there's a, there's a certain, uh, pizzazz about him, a certain charisma, um, that he's just super likable, uh, 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 just very, um, uh, kind of suave, and is his own thing, and, and sometimes he'll just say, say things that'll make you, um, just, just look twice, you know what I mean? Um, and he's just his own, he's, he's moderate, he's Maserati West and that's, uh, uh, West Barkley. And that's really the only way to describe him. Um, and, 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 you know, at the biggest cup, I, I think fans will see why. Um, let's see. Next we have, uh, Zach Thomas. Um, I believe he is the, uh, man on warpath. Um, and he's just, he's intense, man. I faced him, uh, at a UXWA, uh, show with, um, uh, Dr. Dan by his side, um, and he is just hard hitting. He is 
uh, he's just compact. He's a compact, stout dude, um, and he's pretty intense in a, in a lot of things that he does. He really throws you around and really just beats on you. So I think I think having him being the um, the heavy hitter will will add to uh, uh, kind of uh, give give this match another complex flavor, really, um, along with the just the martial arts and the um, just the unique charisma of of, of Wes Barkley. Um, you're going to just that the the power is going to just um, really be shown off there. Um, and then finally, we have uh, Ryder Reed. Um, I, I, uh, with Ryder Reed, um, he I, I mean. He's a, uh, a, a darker, uh, character, uh, uh, um, a, a just kind of, uh, I'm not, I'm not sure what his exact beliefs are. Uh, I'm not sure if he's a Levian, uh, or, or really what, but he kind of has this, um, sinister minister-esque quality to him, uh, where he practices maybe some, some dark arts, uh, gets on some, uh, uh, um, dark astrology perhaps. I, I'm not really sure, but there's just a very, um, a cult tinge to him that, uh, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a very open person, believe what you want to believe, um, but even that kind of, uh, uh gives me the, uh, willy-nillies, if you will, um, and he's, he's, uh, uh, I'm not really sure what his mission is, um, in AIW, uh, but, you know, that's, that's what we'll see in the four-way is, is what he has to offer and, and maybe, uh, why Ryder Reed is, is right, you know, I don't know, I really, Ryder Reed is, is a, a mystery to me at this point, and uh, hopefully um, we can unravel some of it at the Chandler Biggins Cup. I think Ryder Reed is, is the mystery to me, too. Uh, you know, I've seen Zach Thomas around for, you know, a couple of years, Wes Barkley or uh, Maserati West, just kind of reading off the graphic where it still says Wes Barkley, but I know now he's, he's going by Maserati West. Uh, oh no, Maserati West is just what what the boys call him. He is okay, okay. I call him Maserati West. Well, it uh, seemed like he had changed like part of, of, like part of his like Twitter headline or his name, whatever, to Maserati West, and so I thought that may be a different. I mean, kind of has a good ring. I mean, West Barkley too, though, is you know was a name that we've. We've heard a lot about on, you know, the AIW podcast. He was a guy way before, obviously way before this, was making appearance, talking, you know, kind of getting fans used to him. And um, Tom Kwando was a guy that, you know, I've you know I've mentioned here on the podcast a couple of times. He's a guy that, like, I knew his face. I didn't know his name. And, uh, well, like, we actually officially, like, introduced ourselves to each other. So it was like, okay, now we know who we, each other are. And obviously, he was definitely one of those guys you could, like, okay, he's a student. We're going to eventually see him more. So I was just kind of waiting on that opportunity, and this is this is going to be it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom and Tom and Wes have been around for for a while. Wes actually, he's been he got injured um, during training, so he's been around a lot longer um, than I think uh, uh, most people realize. Um, but yeah, they're they're two people who have really just kind of um, uh, laid the groundwork in uh, at shows where you, uh, where I mean I think I credit that with. Um, when the Weird World debuted, um, the whole audience—not even not my fans, not you know worldwide friends—just um, the whole audience cheered for us because we had we had you know been bartending and, and been selling beer tickets and just we've been around. People knew us. People saw our faces. People liked us. Um, so uh, it, it's just uh, uh, I think I think that's part of the beauty of it is is um, you know for 
fans and wrestlers to be like, I remember back when, you know, even before I was wrestling, I was just behind, you know, the beer tickets, the merch tables, wherever. Um, and, you know, I was interacting with fans and fans would say, I remember that guy from way back when, you know. Um, and I think that's, uh, you know, a beautiful, a beautiful little thing that AIW does. Um, and I'm excited for, um, the fans who have seen Wes and Tom and, and heard about them and, and, you know, interacted with them and, and, um, uh, you know, Ryder and, and, uh, that to an extent as well, um, to just see them debut and see, see them do the thing that they love. You know what I mean? Um, that's always a great thing. And then the last thing to touch on before we go is, you know, this is the first ever Chandler Bacon's Memorial Tag Team Tournament. And I know you, you had, you know, some stuff to say, before and this is kind of like your opportunity to say how you feel about being in this first tournament and what Chandler Biggins meant to you. All right, uh, loaded question. Uh, so uh, being in this tournament uh, means I mean it means the world to me. I I mean we've had an AIW tag team title shot before, um, but I think this is bigger um, personally to me. I'm not sure if, if Worldwide feels the same way, um, but I know that. For me, this is the biggest show we've ever been on. Um, and I mean, there's not, you know, a WWE town scout. There's no, there's no way I could, there's, you look at the card and it's not, it's not the biggest show to a lay person. You know, I've, I've worked against, uh, you know, a BJ Whitmer. I've worked against Little Guido. You know, I, I've, I've wrestled names, but to me, this Chandler Biggins Memorial Club is the biggest show I have ever worked, um, and, and mainly because when I joined the school, you know, I I really shouldn't be a wrestler physically. My I don't have the body for it. Um, but when I joined, um, you know, uh, I, I think um, there was a, a weird month awkwardness uh, between all the students and, and Biggins and Thorne. But I, eventually, I just I said something. Uh, I believe it was about Bill Watts' top rope rule. Um, and it was just wrestling nerd enough to where Biggins took a liking for me and, uh, you know, really ever since then, uh, watched out for me and just, uh, he was, um, the guy to where, um, I, uh, I mean, I probably, I might, I might have quit if, if it wasn't for him and being in my ear and just in general, his support and his, his, his guidance really. Um, and, and I know I'm not the only one who can say, I would say the whole school, uh, uh, in the early days, Thorne was the 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 bad cop, and and Biggins was the good cop. Um, so I think I think Thorne viewed the school as more of a necessary chore, um, and Biggins viewed it as um something uh, uh greater or, or just 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 what it was, which was a bunch of wrestling fans coming together and learning how to be wrestlers and just and just sharing our love of wrestling. Um, and I think Thorne eventually warmed up. And came around to our way, but just I, I think the school wouldn't have lasted. I, I don't. I think the school probably would have closed by now if Biggins hadn't been as um, vocal and supportive um, in the early months as he was. Um, and I know I'm not the only one who said that. I, I know at um, uh, his uh, uh, funeral, uh, uh, I believe uh, I was uh, I was fortunate enough to be a Paul there. Um, for one of my best friends, um, and uh, so was Pedro. And Pedro, he basically uh, put into words what I was feeling, and that was basically I wouldn't be involved in wrestling uh, if it wasn't for you. Um, and I know uh, um, uh, Pedro is 
one of the uh, uh, greatest humans I've ever really met. Um, so, like, for for him to say that, for him to not be involved in wrestling, uh, uh, if it wasn't for Biggins, it just it really showed how many people. Um, really uh, uh biggest is responsible for in wrestling uh uh for better or worse um but just how many people oh biggins uh you know if i you know i wouldn't be doing what i love if it wasn't for chandler biggins um so to fight in his honor to fight for his name to try and win the uh 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 uh, uh I'm not even try. I am going to win the uh, Chandler Biggins Memorial Cup for him, for his honor, because day one, uh, me and him, uh, you know, are brothers. Um, and, and I mean, he just personally affected me a lot. I wouldn't be getting to do what I love if it was for Chandler Biggins, so I'm going to uh, repay that. Uh, I mean, I can never repay what he gives me uh, each and every day, um, but I will, I'm going to try my hardest, and, and I think the first step to... to even trying to do that is is to win the uh, uh, biggest Moore Cup in his name, in his honor, and uh, for his legacy. All right, that's that was beautiful words there. Let's let's uh, thank you. Let's uh, wrap this up. And uh, any final thoughts about the Jaylet weekend that you want want to express? And uh, where can the people find you? Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. So Jaylet weekend. Um, I mean, just come out. Uh, just show up uh you know night one uh day show uh Chandler Biggins Memorial Cup or night two it doesn't matter if you can attend all three or just one of them uh wrestling is awesome and I think you should get involved in your independent scene um I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir right now but uh, uh that's uh that's how I feel um as to where people can reach me at uh let's see uh I believe Twitter and uh Instagram uh Weird Body EA um and then on Facebook if you search uh, Evan Adams um, or, uh, yeah, probably just Evan Adams, yeah. And then in parentheses, Weird Body. Um, you'll know that's me. Uh, but yeah, if you want to, uh, uh, reach me, contact me, uh, for any reason, really, um, that's where you can find me. Um, yeah. All right. Thanks, Weird Body. No, thank you. Hey, everybody. This is Jock Sampson. And if you ain't listening to Wrestling Tears podcast, you are a low down piece of shit. And I, if you don't listen to it, I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to beat up your entire family and especially your grandmama. Listen or burn in hell. So, once again, that is the Chandler Biggins Memorial Tag Team Tournament this Saturday, May 28th, 3 o'clock bell time at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, 1355 West 70th Street, Cleveland, Ohio. Tickets available at shop.airwrestling.com. The tournament does consist of the Weird World, the Carnies, the Production, Party Never Stops, No Consequences, two teams of No Consequences, hashtag Duke Money, and the Philly Marino Experience. And of course, we do have the four-way tag match, Ryder Reed versus Zach Thomas versus Wes Barkley versus TKD. And you're not going to want to miss this or either the Jaylet, which is also this coming weekend. Just throw this out there really quick. Obviously, the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament is Friday and Saturday, May 26th. 5th and 26th, 7.30 bell time for both shows at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, 1355 West 70th Street, Cleveland, Ohio. Tickets still available also at shop.airwrestling.com, and we will get into all the previewing of that in the next episode later this week. So that will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even if you voted for Donald Trump. Later.
Sometimes you wanna go away 